truly be honest with yourself. Mm. You can really go down a really bad path if you don't. And you can go down a really good path, a great path if you do. Welcome to the podcast by Mikhail Alphon. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to point out one of my sponsors, Mike Me Audio, who actually created that incredible intro that you just heard. Now, Mike Me is actually responsible for creating Gary Vaynerchuk's intro, as well as uh, Brittany Crystal's on her Beyond Influential podcast. And what I love about it is it simply gives your podcast that high-end, high-production feel that really grabs your listeners' attention. Now, the good news is if you want an intro for yourself, you can actually go to micme.com, that's M-I-C-M-E.com, and use the promo code MIC at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your first intro. And they make the process really easy. All you got to do is set in your script, uh, choose your music, choose your uh, voiceover actor, and they'll create it for you within 72 hours. Again, check out micme.com and use promo code MIC, M-I-Q-K, and you know the Q comes before the K and you'll get 10% off at checkout. But before I speak too much, let's get on to the show. What's up, socialites, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am super pumped on this episode. Um, But before we get started on that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to everybody who's been listening. I'm really excited for our guest today. I'm excited for the future guests, all the love that we've been getting on Instagram, on uh, on the iTunes reviews. All of it is amazing. If you do enjoy the episode, I would really love if you shared it with one of your friends and we could continue to bring this community together because it's absolutely amazing. And speaking of communities, today... I'm really pumped on our guest because how the, how did we meet in the first place? I don't remember. Uh, I believe it was through the the Twitter fam. Oh, okay. Twitter. Twitter. We met each other in person for the very first time. No, you actually didn't come. I was going to say Santa Monica. Uh, yeah. You weren't at the meetup. But we met on Twitter. That's, how we met. That's right. So we met on Twitter. Ever since then, we've been able to connect on on life, on work. Uh, we're in we're not really in the same industry. Although, actually, I take that back. We're both in media, which yeah. is great. Yours is a little cooler in my opinion than mine. Um, Before I speak too much, Stevie, why don't you say what's up to the listener and tell us a little bit about yourself. How's it going, guys? My name is Stevie Dub. I'm a hip-hop artist, DJ, um, all-around cool guy. Do a lot of different things. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys listening and uh, I hope that my story is intriguing to you guys. And if any of you guys want to reach out or communicate, talk, be friends, hit me up on all platforms at Stevie Dub. Yeah, cool. So let's get this thing started. To the listener who might be a new listener, Stevie was on the podcast like a year and a half ago. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually doing the podcast at the time on my bed. (laughs) Because if I did it downstairs, because I was living with my old roommate at the time, if I did it downstairs, the tile floors would echo too much. Mm -hmm. My room had carpet. So I just did everything in my room so there would be no reverb. Right. But yeah, I was on my bed when I was doing that. A lot's awesome. changed since then. I think that I was, yeah, a lot sure has changed. <laughs> <laughs> I like the segue. Yeah. yeah, dude, a lot has changed. This is amazing. This is my first time here at Blue Light Media. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job. But I think that I was, yeah, I was in a relationship at the time. I was I was on my bed too, I think, while we were doing the podcast, just sitting there talking with you. And yeah, man, we things have really just changed. Just two grown men. Having a conversation on our beds, like <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> totally cool. But uh, before we start recording, you you mentioned that I asked you a question at the end of the last one, and right. I told you not to save it because right. I don't know what it is. What yeah. was what did I ask you? So at the time, 
we got off of the podcast and you asked me, I was in a relationship at the time. Sure. And you asked me on the off air, you were like, do you see yourself marrying this girl? Do you remember what I said to you? Do you remember what the answer was? I don't. Well, I didn't give you a direct answer. I didn't say yes. I didn't say no. I said potentially. Mm. And then, uh, (laughs) and then as, you know, as, as life always does, it, it'll kind of, the universe will always give you what I, what I feel like you should, you know, the, the position where you should be at in life, eventually you're going to get there, whether you're forced to do it or you make a conscious choice to actually get to that point. Yeah. But yeah, my point being with that was that always resonated with me to this day because the girl that we were referring to at that time and I are not together anymore. And all of 2018 was just crazy different. It was a huge change and transition for me mm-hmm. being single, completely focusing on myself going all in on all my strengths, recognizing my weaknesses, you know, tightening up on those too. But really, you know, last year to segue off of the question that you asked me and the big change that it made for me was just me being able to go all in on myself. And what, what I saw in myself from a year of me going all in on myself, well, it'll be a year in February. Significant change. Mm. I feel like a whole completely different person. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, I feel incredible. You happier? Yes. Absolutely. I can definitely say that. I mean, I, I, went through a, I went through a phase. I did go through a phase last year, though, where I was like, damn, like, what the fuck am I doing? Am yeah. I, I can swear on this, right? I don't know. Okay, fuck you cool. Want. Awesome. I was just like lost, you know, at first. Like, I was going out, drinking a lot. Uh, and I, I wasn't, I never really categorized as a drinker. But yeah. like in February of last year, which is when me and my ex broke up, I just kind of like was like lost all over the place. You know, we were living together. Then I lived with an old coworker for a while. Then that situation didn't work out. People don't really know any of this story. So this is like the first time actually saying it on air. So I was living with an old coworker for a little bit. That didn't work out. Mm. Staying with a friend. And then I was staying with them, with, with um, my buddy Danny for a while, actually. And then we all end up getting a place together where we stay at now in Redondo Beach. But in between that time, like I had worked at a school for a while. But then I stopped working at the job and I was just trying to do different things, you know, where I was like, nah, I just kind of want to go like completely all in on my music. But if you know anything about the music industry, it's like it's unless you're on that level, it's not like you're going to be making a ton of money unless you're selling a bunch of merch or you're doing consistent shows. And like, I'm just going to be honest, like I, I, it's not like I'm making a whole, you know, fuck ton of money off of music because I'm not. So like my money situation was kind of tight around that time, too. But still here I am putting out consistent content, mm-hmm. going to, uh, you know, I did, uh, what did I do last year? I did the Juicy J show in the beginning of the year, which is in January, February, we did All-Star Weekend, March or April, I did uh, South by Southwest. Oh, uh, that's right. That's cool. <laughs> I got a little help to get to attend that trip too, actually, but we won't, we won't, we won't speak about that unless. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah, that was, that was great. So, I mean, I did that. I went to Coachella. So did you get to perform at South by Southwest? Yeah, I performed at South by Southwest. That's fucking cool. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was, uh, it was on right there on 6th Street. It was put together by another artist and like his group, you know, like his, his group of friends. It was amazing. It was fun. I had a blast. I actually met, uh, I met a brother while I was down there, like a a friend of mine. His name is Avo. Shout out to you if you're listening right now. Um, and we just kind of traveled around like all over the place while we were out there. And his so Avo's brother, let me rewind. I went to South by Southwest mm. and I stayed down there with a friend of mine yeah. named Dane. <clears throat> now he has his husband, his name is Gary. So when I went down there to stay with my buddy Dane and Gary, that yeah. Dane used to be my roommate. I used to live with all these different guys like in uh, in 
uh, Glendale a couple years ago. So I went down there, and I know my buddy Dane, and then uh, his husband uh, Gary has a friend named Avo, and Avo came down there, and Avo and I were both staying with with Gary and Dane, and we were attending South by Southwest. We had just met each other. Come to find out, Avo's Avo was doing uh, photography for Murda Beats, who produces for like Drake mm-hmm. and all these people, and then his brother does like the stage lighting for DJ Carnage. So, like, we were just running around South by, South by Southwest, like, together, like, just as a unit. And we were going, we went, uh, uh, what's his name? DJ Carnage had this huge show. DJ Carnage had this huge show with, with all these up-and-coming artists. Mm. And his brother, like, got us in. So I was, like, standing right on the side of the stage, just watching it and doing all that. It was just an incredible, amazing time. So I'll never forget South by Southwest. I might, I might be going back there this year, but I don't know 100%. You know, it all depends on what show or what card I'd be able to get on. Yeah, yeah, but I, for any up and coming artist or any artist in general, if you're listening to this, go to South by Southwest. It's like the greatest experience. You can go down there with CDs. I heard, I heard or whatever. it's good for like tech people and that whole thing. I'm not a tech person. I think people think that I'm a tech person. Yeah, I'm not a tech person. Well, no, it is. I mean, they have a lot of like a lot of feature films and new like gadgets and technology, yeah. whatever. It just kind of gets like. Uh, featured there and it'll be like the grand you know this is like the first time the big unveiling of it for everybody but like i didn't go to all that stuff i went to like a lot of music stuff a lot of music based stuff but literally even if you just walk up and down like sixth street right there in austin it's covered with people thousands and thousands of people mainly artists just handing out cds posters flyers stickers you name it so like it's good for networking i met a lot of people that i still talk to to this day and they've come to LA and I've connected with them that are from Austin or from the San Antonio area that just came down there. So for me, it was very, it was very beneficial. Yeah. hundred percent. That's awesome, dude. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Why'd you and your ex-girlfriend end up breaking up? We ultimately broke up because I mean, there was a lot of different reasons, but I think ultimately it was because it was on my end. Like it was one of those things where I wasn't happy with her. I think that she was happy with me. There was some flirting that was going on on my end with others that shouldn't have been happening. But I feel like at the same time, if that, you know, if if I felt like this was somebody that I wanted to be with, I wouldn't be doing that. Sure. I could sit here and out some other things that I would rather not. <laughs> I'm just going to put the blame on me and I'll take that. Yeah. You know, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. At least you're opening uh, <laughs> opening up to it. So was she going through your phones? Yeah. I mean, I, t- phone? I talk about this on my album. So my new album is called Say I'll Tell All, and I literally tell the whole entire story. I have a song out right now. It's called Broke Up that kind of talks about it. Talks <laughs> it's pretty ab- obvious. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it talks about broke it. up. Right. But I have I have other tracks that are on there that I have a song called like could have done better. That literally is like you could have done better. Like I like the opening line of the song is like I cheated and lied. I looked in your eyes. The truth I denied, but I still made you cry. And I feel so ashamed. I keep playing these games and I know I keep saying I swear I'm trying to change. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm just it, it feels good for me to talk about it. Like, obviously, you could probably tell even in my demeanor right now, like you guys can't see this. Are, are they going to be able to see this or is no. this audio? Yeah. But it's 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 better for me to talk about it now. There's still some uneasiness about it. Cause I don't, I feel ashamed of like my actions and things I've done. And I know that I could have done better, you know, yeah. with the situation, but here I am. You know what I mean? You know, what's <clears throat> crazy though, is I believe that most people have done something to that effect mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to chastise somebody for that, right. You know, then it's kind of like, well, what are you hiding? <laughs> right. Well, you know, Man, once again, I'm I'm not trying to air out anybody's dirty laundry, but like 
that's one of the things that was that was tough for me in the, at the end of the relationship was the fact that like there was a lot of emphasis being put on what I did, mm. and it was like really bad. Like, oh, you're this, you're that, you're no good, you're blah 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 blah. But like, <clears throat> let's just say that not everybody is as clean, like you said, as they make themselves out to be. Yeah, man. Of everybody has dirty hands here, and it wasn't just on me. And that mm. things like that were found out later on. But like, it's all love. Like if you know. If my ex were to ever listen to this or any of them for that matter, but her in particular, I wish her nothing but the best. I hope she's doing well. I have anything but positivity to say about her. She wasn't the biggest fan of Broke Up, but. (laughs) (laughs) Of the song Broke Up? I don't think I've listened to that one in particular, but there's a couple of your songs (laughs) where I straight up had it on repeat and I knew the words. That's great, man. (laughs) Uh, Rejuvenated was one for sure. I thought that was really cool. Um, I might actually just listen to that later on today, to be honest. It's a good you. record, man. It's a um, good record. <laughs> you know what I find to be interesting as well as like, uh, and I'm not defending you here, yeah, right? I, yeah. <laughs> there's no like, or, or whatever happened or what was going on. Like if you're with somebody, I don't, you know, I don't 100% agree with that. You know what I mean? But like, we've all kind of been there, right? right? But my my thing is, is like a lot of times that stems from either you, let's just say you in this context, right? Yeah. You being mistreated by that, by your significant other at the time, whether they were messing around, whether they weren't loving in some sort of way or put you down or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you had all the shit that you needed. Right. Then I wouldn't have to go. Then you wouldn't do that. Right, right, right. You know, and then the flip is it's like, well, if you knew that you didn't, if you already knew that you didn't have the shit that you needed, then you know, then you should have just like cut it off or talked through it or whatever it is. But it's hard, dude. We're young. Relationships are hard. Absolutely. I think it's just one of those things though, where, I mean, in our particular situation, it was just kind of like loyalty and respect for each other and had been talked about. And, you know, there was a lot of emphasis that was put on it on her end in the beginning of our relationship. But then a couple months into it, something happened on her end where I found something in her phone with multiple things or whatever, I'm getting like very serious and in depth. I really don't care. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then that changed for me. Like something changed right there in oh, me where yeah. I was like, yo, like you were the one who was telling me and talking to me because she had this like image of me. Cause I looked the part. I'm a good looking guy. I'm doing the rap <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, whatever. And I get it, you know, and I understand. And she knew me because we used to work together. So she knew about my past. She knew things that I went through with other girls. And she sure. stood there. She stood. She stood there That's and saw the worst. it. All. You know? Yeah. No. I tried, oh. So, no. Oh no. But like, bro. <laughs> but like, but so we had known each other before that. But my thing was, it was like you had put so much emphasis on all this loyalty stuff, and you better not this to me, and you better not that. And then you go and you do it to me, and then I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I see something that we could we could have something here if we yeah. <clears throat> stick together as a solid unit. So I stayed together, we stayed together, and then as time progressed, other things, you know, like the arguing, the going out to uh, events and the shows, yeah. and like, who's that girl? Why, is, you know, it's just like that's ah, hard doing what man. you do, yeah, too, because I mean, not even just in music, like consistently putting out content, right? I gotta say, I, I will say this: I know that I don't engage with every single thing mm-hmm. or watch every single thing, but I, you know, you're, there's always a pulse, yeah, and. You've put out so much good stuff. Thank I can you. actually get down with your music too. It sucks. I have a couple, you know, there's some people that like want to collaborate or whatever it is. And it's just like, I can't get behind their music. So when it's, when I can actually get behind somebody's music, I'm like, right. that's awesome. Hey man, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I have I'm- such a big heart for the music scene. Thank um, you, bro. So you're super, super consistent. But then like the fact of the matter is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
fucking Snapchat back in the day, whatever it was, like all that is part of the game now. Right. If that stuff isn't isn't coming up, like nobody really cares. You could yeah. have the best music in the world, but unfortunately, right. if you have seven followers, like yeah. nobody's gonna listen at all. It's right? like your resume. Yeah. Not even like your resume. It is your resume. How often did like that social media conversation come up, like going through your DM DMs or something like that? Like with me and I, my your ex, yeah. Uh, I mean, a cool amount, like yeah. a decent amount of times, but it, it wasn't even like one of those things where I had a bunch of girls. Like even right now, it's not like I have a bunch of girls that are just like hitting me with the hard eye emojis. <laughs> I got a decent amount, <laughs> but like, but like, like, I feel like you're being really modest. <laughs> I, it was more so like in person, like we'd go out and like at my own events, like this is crazy for me to say, I'm saying this like out loud, like on air It's wild. Uh, I don't think that you came. Did you come to any of our 7%, like the rooftop events that we had? No, I've only come to the, the Christmas stuff. Okay, so yeah. you saw the holiday hookup. But point being is that we'd go to events and like I would interact with somebody. It'd be like, you know, whoever it is, a female, whatever, give her a hug. Oh, how you doing? You look great. How you been? Yada, yada. And then like we go out the whole show. Everything would be cool. The second that we got into the car to go home, silence or anger. And I'm just like, yo, like, what's up? That's like, the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and what it comes down to is that the two of us were just too immature to, we needed to fix something within ourselves before we looked at each other and said, you know, you need to be this version of who I want you to be, to be good for me. It's like, no, like you need to work on yourself so that you're in a position where you can give to that, you know, provide value for this other human being. And I think that that's kind of like where we went wrong. It was always us trying to like critique or change something about each other that we felt like fit the bill of what we wanted in, you know, a woman for me and in a man for her in a relationship instead of just commute, you know, just communicating the right things with ourselves and with each other. Our communication was like good in the beginning, terrible at the end. And that's ultimately just what was the demise of it. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are, yeah. here we are talking about it all. You know? No, but it's, it's good, man. Like I think for one, to anybody who's listening, everybody's dealt with this. Right. You know, and there's a good chance that somebody listening is probably dealing with this. So just the idea of like them, the listener not having to feel alone, mm -hmm. I think is a big thing. And it comes out in your music. Absolutely. Too, I right? mean, literally I spent the whole, my album that I'm coming out with, we just released track one of it uh, for it on Monday, last Monday. When's this coming out? This, this episode? I um, mean, two weeks from now or something okay. like that. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks ago we released the track, you know, the first track on it. And, uh, I mean the, the, it's 11 songs, the core of it, I would say like song, like three through like eight. Mm -hmm. really hit home and talk about the whole topic. I talk about just things that we went through in our relationship, like really, really, really in depth. Mm -hmm. Like when it comes to the arguments, the lying, the cheating, manipulating, yada, yada, yada. I just get, I get down, you know, to the nitty gritty of it all and just talk about it. So I'm just, you know, the album, a lot of the album was done last year. Oh, uh, okay. And then we just continued to make music and make music, but we were going back and forth on the mixing, mastering aspect of it, which took so long for it to come out. But in the meantime, me, Contact, Ross, and everybody were just like, yo, let's just keep making music. Like, you have a friend named Contact? Well, his name is Chris. I understand. But yeah, Contact. But is. you're, man, that's like, I think that's the number one reason I want to change industries so that I have friends who go by like their cool nickname, like Contact. <laughs> yeah, Contact. That's how, that's, he produced the whole album. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Contact. Um, but yeah. Did he produce so. some of your other stuff too? Mm -hmm. Well, he did every night. He didn't do Rejuvenated, but literally he did. The Temptation song that Lisa and I came out with, he did uh, 
every night. He did Can't Find Me. He did Wake Up and Get To It. You know, How It Is That I Just Release. All the other songs. Literally, we have 52 songs in the chamber that we're releasing all year. We have even more than that. Like, when I say that, literally, like, I dove into nothing but music and work after I got out of a relationship, that's, that's all I did. Like, I would sleep on the studio floor <clears throat> at my boy Ross's house where we had the studio. And we'd just be doing, like, record after record after record. Like, last week, we go, like, we literally go to the studio, and it's, like, nonstop. Yeah. We'll do a song. We don't, see, the thing about us is we don't, I, I'm the type of artist now, I've been making music now for 10 years. I'm not trying to say this to brag or nothing like that, but as you get better at something, it becomes easier for you to do to a certain extent, as mm -hmm. long as you don't get your head too far into it. Um, and with me, I'm not the type to go back and change and critique a lot about my music. Like there's certain lines and aspects that I change at times, but I've become like so secure with what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, my delivery, my tonality, my flow, what I want the topic of the song to be about that when I get the song done, that's it. Bring up the next beat and let's keep working. Like we don't, we don't take the, we don't really sit down and indulge in the song too much. I, I remember watching an interview with mm. Tupac mm. and he was saying that he was like, yo, we just get, you know, we just, we just, he was like, there's like five different people in here. We could have like 20 songs done a night. You get a verse, you get a verse, I get a verse, play the beat. We get the song done. Boom. Next song comes up. I do a verse. I do two verses. Boom. We're done. You get a verse. But like for me, I'm just sitting there just going and going and going. Boom. Done. Going. Like I could literally, I'll show you a list of songs right now that we still have to complete. It's so, cr it's crazy because it's like Tupac. Did he, he didn't really have like a long career. No, he didn't. But, but he, he has made... so much music out. Yeah. It's crazy. And, it's and that's only what's been released. There's still all the stuff that he's releasing from the afterlife, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that is. That's amazing. But this is it right here. Look at this. We got a whole list. Still need verses. These are either beats or what you, you just kind of see the list. We have completed songs. And that's just over the last like three weeks. And we have all these songs. And like I said, that's that's just the, uh, that's the key for, for Contact and I, where we're just like, we love the music. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we have fun. We have so much fun. First and foremost, we have fun. I never get in my head about the music. I don't worry too much about the numbers and all that stuff anymore. Don't get me wrong. Like, I do, of course. But, like, I don't at the same time. Trust me. I get people, even my own friends. Like, I'll play my stuff for people. They're like, oh, it sounds like this or it sounds like that. You sound like Drake or why don't you try to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I, I can't. I can't listen to all the noise. I love making music. Yeah. Like, it's in my core. I feel like I was put on this earth to do that. So, like, when I get into the studio, nothing else matters. Like, I just want to go there and make music and have fun. And however I'm feeling that day, I'm going to, you know, put that in, put that into words and into a song. Well, what's nuts too is I always found it's interesting. It's one thing if you're straight, like just biting off Drake type of thing, yeah. but it's like, mm. he puts out so much content. Mm -hmm. You put out a lot of content. Yeah. Even if you guys didn't like, even if you didn't hear a shit for a fucking year, there's a good chance that you're probably just going to like sound like him eventually. Yeah. The odds are, you know what I mean? Like right. there's going to be something that sounds similar. Um, are you pumped on every, on all 52 of the songs? Are you releasing some that you're like, meh, I would have liked to relook, relook at that? Am I pumped on all 52 of these records? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm pumped about every single one of the records that we're releasing. Uh, there are some of them, some of which that are like my babies mm. where I'm like, Ooh, like that one, that, or that one, like hit them high, hit them low. I'm just going to name a couple off top, okay. hit them high, hit them low, uh, Big Bag is one of them that's dope. Like so, I think I sent that one to you. I think it's it, you. It, the the beat was called Every Day. The flow on that is just nuts. I have a song called Stunna, which is really dope. Uh, what else do we got? I don't know. I could sit here and go off and off. But like 
But the beauty of it now, dude, is like, damn, even just talking about this is crazy. Like, I don't, I don't just make like, eh, type of songs anymore. Sure. Like, I feel like all my songs are minimum of like, on a scale from one to 10, like an eight or above, in my personal humble opinion. Like, there, there are certain songs where I'm like, mm, it's not, it's not, it doesn't hit as much as that one does, but like, each one serves its purpose, sure. in my opinion, you know? That's interesting. I mean, even for me as well, the, with the content that I put out, it's like, there's some stuff that I'm just like, not super pumped on. Yeah. But then one thing that I've been personally learning over the last 18 months or so is like, my opinion on this shit actually doesn't matter. Right. If I'm truly coming from a place of wanting to, if I'm c truly coming from a place of wanting to serve the whether it be my clients or whether it be you know the people on Instagram or anything like that, then my opinion on the content doesn't matter if, right. if I'm creating it for them, right? right? And it's what they respond to Absolutely. is what's going to be the big thing. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm still learning, which is kind of interesting because it's uh, it's weird being, you know, I'm not making music anymore, but it's like it's weird having like that creative thing, wanting to like mold it into this perfect beautiful monster, but like it just. You know, it's not always like that. It's it's never really how, for me, I haven't, I don't think I've created anything yet where it's like exactly how I envisioned it to be. Yeah. Well, I am I feel like I'm getting to that point now though. Really? Where I listen back to my songs, like me and my boys, like shout out to Ross, Louis, Contact, we'll listen back to the songs and we're like, yo, if there was ever supposed to be a song that sounded like that, that's the way that it's supposed to go. Like it's, mm. that it just sounds right. You know, when you like certain that's records. Awesome. Yeah, dude, like certain records when you listen to whoever, Drake, Frank Ocean, The Weeknd, you're like, yo, that was perfect. Yeah. From start <laughs> to finish, the beat, the drops. And they're like, I know. Yeah. That's why I'm, that's why I'm the best. Seriously. <laughs> and that's, that's like where, where we're getting to now, you know, uh, on, well, I should say a couple of weeks ago, Contact uh, went to a, he's, well, he's going to, but he's going to a, you know, top dog from TDE. Sure. Um, he's going to like basically a workshop. That is going to help him out with like his mixing and mastering, his production, like and all that stuff. So he's going to that, which is very big for us because he's going to get a lot of tidbits and come back with those. And like, just we're just going to keep going in on that. Um, but Your like, stuff sounds good though. Thank you. Yeah. And this is just us, dude. We don't, we don't like, for those of you guys that are listening, we don't have wild, crazy, expensive equipment. We don't even record in a studio. It's like in an open room. Like we don't have like a enclosed box. It's all like in the. Good. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm so pumped on you. It's, it's nothing fancy, bro. Like I've done it all. Like I've I've had shows. Excuse me. I've I've done albums. I've done songs in big studios. And don't get me wrong. Like it gives you a different feeling because you're in an actual studio. Like sure. you're in there. There's the big board. There's like the you know. I, it it feels good. Um, but I just got myself in a position for me personally. I don't. I feel more comfortable recording at my boy's house. These are my best friends that I grew up with in Wisconsin. You know at my boy's house, just in the back house that we turn into a studio. It's also like a little chill area that, mm. you know, right now my boy has a bunch of construction at his house. So the studio is in the back room in a corner where all his other stuff is in the back and covered up by a curtain. We're in a small space, probably like the space, like if you had a curtain behind you yeah. and there was just like a curtain that was hanging up, this is our whole studio space right here. Yeah. There's a microphone in the corner over there. There's a desk right there. Contact sits there. We have two little speakers, and they're not anything wild. We just go to we just go to town. How much? How much would you estimate your the equipment costs that you're recording on? 
Um, There's a point that I'm going to arrive to, by the way. I'm yeah, not no just worries. snooping. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's probably less than like, to be honest with you, with everything that we have, probably like less than like three grand. You it's can get bad. all that. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah. Like three to five grand, I would say. Like, yeah. it's not it's not that. Like it's, you can you could do what I'm doing. Doesn't Russ do all of his stuff on his iMac? Yeah, literally. Or like, iMac, do they still make those? On well, his like MacBook? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mix, masters, produces, records. Like literally, like this setup that that you have right here, you could just take this wherever. Like if you're an artist, a traveling artist, you could just you have a MacBook. All you need is one of these bad boys. We use yeah. like the same shit, and then a microphone, and you're good to go. You get the levels right, but everything is on the, is on the computer, the yeah, mixing dude. and mastering aspect. But it helps when you have an artist such as like a Stevie Dub or a Russ or so and so that has been doing it for a while that understands their voice and the tonality and it because it's one thing to like hear a beat and say i want it to sound like that but then to know your voice because essentially what i'm my, what my job is as an artist is to add my voice which is an instrument to an already orchestrated you know group of instruments mm. i just throw my instrument on over it and it just mm. so happens to be the words that you're listening to but that's yeah. my job so my job is to know where and how to flow my instrument amongst the other ones that are right. already on the beat. Yeah. That's the way that I look at music. And I've come I've been in sessions or come across artists that just don't know their voice. Mm. And that's why it takes so long for like you know for them to record or for the engineer to mix and master their music or whatever and it's just I've never had that problem. I mean a lot of people are like, "Yo, dude, you have like this default rap voice. Yeah. It's such a good voice." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I was blessed." Yeah, but I also you know. But when you do it a thousand times, you kind of know, right, dude? I mean, I've made. I don't even know how many. Mu I've definitely made well over a thousand songs. Yeah, in my career. Like, you know well what's it's thousand. funny, nuts. For the, the podcast thing, the one of the last podcasts I did actually, I did like the whole intro. They're like, "Wow, do you have that scripted?" And da da da. -da. I'm like, <laughs> "No." They're like, "You've got a talent." And by the way, I don't think that I have a talent when it comes to this. However, it's just like you do something so many times where it's like. This is just what's coming out now. Right. This is part of what I do. Right. You know what I mean? And and the other part, <laughs> you do some something so many times. Like I used to do so many like looking into the Instagram stories type of thing. Or the, back in the day, it was Snapchat when I started. As you were talking and doing it in life, <laughs> I just started talking in ten second, fifteen second segments right, depending right, on the platform. Right. You know what I mean? It was just like, That's oh, I don't mean. even know how to talk for a minute straight anymore, which is pretty crazy. I'm just recording, keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. So yeah, no, it's been incredible to see, and it's it, it's incredible to see all the work that you've been putting out. What's your favorite track that you put out so far? Mm, I, like ever or mm. yeah, ever actually. The, man, well, that's just, I don't even know why I asked you that question because I don't have an answer for that. Um, I love that you're like no, I'm pumped on every single one. Like I'm I like I'm I'm good at some level at what I'm doing. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're all they all hold a special place for me personally in my heart, especially when I just think back to like how they were made or like you know, what the purpose of the song is. But my favorite one thus far, I'll, I'll go from 2018 to, to now. Um, hmm, my favorite one, I would say one of my, fa I have two of them and they were the most impactful ones. Rejuvenated and All Right, Okay. Mm. Oh, so, I love those two. Yeah, those two are probably my <laughs> two favorite. Shout out to Heartbreak. Um, those two are my, my, two personal, my two personal favorites. Rejuvenated for one because it's such like a motivational song. Yeah. And I feel like when I wrote that, I was in a very uplifting place and then it kind of took a turn and changed. And you'll sure. hear all that in my music as it starts to come out. Um, but so many people have contacted me and were like, yo, dude, like that song helps me get through a lot of stuff. 
Uh, it's, it's helped me out a lot or they have it on their Spotify playlist or whatever. And then All Right Okay because it's just such a fun, uplifting record. And yeah. Heartbreak and I had so much fun recording it. We shot the video by ourselves. Like That was the one in uh, Santa Monica or Venice. Venice or something. Yeah, it's right? Venice. Yeah. yeah, man. So those ones were fun. I like that a lot. But I will say the one that Lisa and I put out, I like it a lot. It's not one of my favorite songs, but the story behind how the song was made yeah. was one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, I don't know how in-depth I can go into this right now. Just when her and I had the, we had a conversation about relationships. Yeah. That, you know, led to her getting a little emotional at my house when we came to record. And that's how that song came up. The song is about temptations and sure. how this has happened and, you know, how you've made this mistake and done that. And it was just amazing to me how we were able to evoke that emotion and see eye to eye on something that most people are so afraid to talk about the mistakes that they've made or in a relationship. And a lot of people will look down on it. But we had such an open platform with each other to talk about our mistakes as humans. It just created this oneness between us to where we were able to put it in a record. Yeah. And the record's great. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. One thing that I I appreciate how you kind of positioned earlier on when you were saying, you know, it's not like I'm making a ton of money. I'm not making a lot of money doing this yet. Right. Um, but you're still putting it out. You, have, you know, as long as I've gotten to know you, you're putting out a lot of work. How do you deal, if at all, mm -hmm. how do you deal with imposter syndrome what do you mean by that explain to me what that so is so some people some people may argue it's like uh you know you're a rapper but you're not making your living off of it or you're not at certain level da -da -da -da. Mm -hmm. so do you feel like that matters or i don't really know how to phrase that i just i feel like i i just believe in myself and i know that there's like what what i'm destined to do is going to work out for me as long as i put in the proper amount of work and hours and like mm -hmm. if i believe it i can make it happen Anything in my life that I've ever believed has come true. So like I don't I don't worry about it. I already I already feel like I don't fit the bill of a rapper. I don't have like tattoos. I never wear jewelry. Like you mean you looking across me right now, I don't have any earrings and yeah. I literally have no, no face tats tattoos. No face maybe not yet. No, I'm just kidding. I, I probably won't do that ever. <laughs> not uh, if you're you, you got a good face. Let's yeah, just keep it, that the yeah, way it is. Exactly. You know, my mom would kill me, by the way, if I were to do that. Um but yeah, man, I don't know. I just don't I don't like I don't have to feed into like what everybody I like that feels like a rapper should look like or that I should have all this money or whatever. And I feel like at the end of the day, the real people that are going to listen to my music are the ones that when I am famous or whatever, you know, when I do have a fan base, they're going to come back and they're going to listen to this podcast and be like, damn, dude, you were talking about like not having money or being like a starving artist, so to speak back then. And that's the reason why I fuck with you because you were so upfront, real, raw, and honest. Like mm -hmm. for me, that's why I like a lot of my favorite artists like Logic, Eminem, Drake, J. Cole. Yeah. They're so real and upfront and honest. And it's like, what's not to like about that? Yeah. Like what can, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in a position of like B-Rabbit from 8 Mile or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that final verse, that final battle against Papa Doc, like what can anybody say about me if I out my own dirty laundry, if I out my own shit? You can never say anything about me. Right. You know, like you could never try to be like, oh, yeah, you used to act like you were famous and had all this money back in 2018 or 2019. It was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like I never tried to act like I was like the biggest, you know, name out in L.A. or I had all this money or drove around in fake cars. Like I'm driving a 2001 vehicle right now. Yeah. What kind is it? It's an infinity. That's awesome. It's the luxury version from 2001. But like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not like, like, and I could upgrade and get a different car, but like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm more, 
I mean, I'm 27. So like, I don't care about like the flashiness. I don't need, who do I need to impress? I don't need right. to like flex for Instagram or flex for anybody. Like, it's just not, well, the not content my DNA. Well, the speaks for itself, which is cool. Right. It's gr- What I love is that you're putting something out there of value. It's not just like, you know, it's not just like a promo pick every time. Right. You're at least talking, mm-hmm. which is good. There's a, there's a lot of shit. Like I, I watch a lot of these, a lot of people put content out. It's not my favorite. I don't agree with all, all of it. I don't agree with the approach either. It's like, actually, if you're real about where you're, where you're talking about, you have a better chance, you know, you have a better chance of like getting an actual fan or right. an audience member because they can actually connect to you instead of you trying to be on a level that doesn't, even apply to you right and that's kind of like what i care about the most because it's like i could once again i could try to like flex or do this and that but like there's gonna have to become a time eventually where like my true self comes back out and i'd rather Mm. have people accept me for who i am now and you know say we now all the people who don't accept me for me or whatever the case may be that just saves room for other people that actually are going to support what i have going on and that can resonate with me and if it takes me a little bit longer than you know, little whatever that's huh. over there, right, or so-and-so that's over there flexing and has the face tattoos and has, like, the money and the women and this and that. That's cool. I'm looking for longevity, not for, like, the short-term satisfaction of being like, yo, look what I got. Like, Yeah, and I'm, you're not in jail right now, which is cool. Yeah, no, I'm not in jail. Never been. <laughs> I don't plan on going either. So, <laughs> Yeah, dude. But, yeah, dude, that's just kind of, like, how it is. That's why, like, it's... That's why it's also tough for me when it comes to like a music standpoint for me to change my music and like make like ignorant music, if that makes sense. I Trust me, I've been tempted. Like I've been in the studio sometimes. and we'll What just, was the worst lyric that you've written down and like actually oh, recorded and you're like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not doing that. Bottles <laughs> at the club. Bottles at the club. <laughs> Probably like, like. I'm the shit. Like, so, I don't know. Just, yes. like a re, just like a repetitive, like, yeah. yo, I'm the shit. Uh, yeah, I'm the shit. Something like that. You know what I mean? It's probably some stupid shit like that. There's been too many of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. I love that um, the song on, like, Eminem's, the, the Kamikaze album, where he takes that, like, trap mumble rap beat, and then he starts just saying literally gibberish. Just yeah. be like, you guys weren't saying anything. I'm not saying anything. It's right. fine. And it still sells. You saw that he had the the highest selling album of 2018, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Eminem. Like what? Well, yeah, <laughs> like it's Eminem. But I mean, it's it's not my favorite Eminem. But like, I get it. You know. You know what? It was. What is your favorite Eminem? Just out of curiosity. My favorite Eminem album is the Marshall Mathers LP. Okay, so I yes, I grew up on that one as well. Absolutely. Right, and then um, uh, what was the other one? Not Encore, the one that, or maybe it was Encore with the red curtains. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. I love, obviously, I love uh, recovery. Yeah. Like, that's got him back. I love the last one because it was, like, it was hard, but it wasn't, like, super gnarly. Mm-hmm. I go back and I listen to, like, the Marshall Mathers LP and some of the stuff that was on the M- oh, the Eminem show. Yeah, the like, Eminem those show. Two. It was, I mean, he was doing his thing. And I'm not better than that. I make really terrible jokes all the time. But it was really vulgar. Yeah. And I'm like, I was listening to this at 15. Right, right. No wonder. (laughs) Dude, my mom took a... I had a cassette tape, a cassette tape of Mm -hmm. the Marshall Mathers LP where Eminem's in front of, you know, kneeling down or whatever in front of his old house. Mm. And my mom overheard me listening to it. She bought it for me. I don't think that she did her research before she bought it for me. No. And then she heard me listening to it and was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I'm like, mom, you got it for me. She's like, give me that. Took it from me. Yeah. 
like you said, man, I think like now that I'm an artist and I can go back and listen to people, I'm like, yo, like I can't believe he said that shit. Like it's, but it's, but it's also, this is a terrible comparison. A lot of people will like probably rip my head off for like for this, but I also feel like that's the reason why people like Drake so much because Drake is so real and vulnerable. He's not, he's like a little softer. He's not talking about like ripping people's heads off or like, you know, up with his mom. Right. Or that was the yeah. first song on that album. Dude, <laughs> on that I, dude that's crazy. It's crazy. It? Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the, but the thing is, is though, is like, you also got to think about the people that are surrounding him that are in the studio. I've had times where I've had lyrics where I've wrote them. And then I was like, man, I don't know if I should say that. And then my boys are like, you got to say that, bro. Yeah. You have to, because we put ourselves in a position now, in my opinion, we're like, I don't like to do this whole competition thing or whatever and be like, oh, my competition is this or this or this because I feel like I'm really only in competition with myself. But like, it's like the music industry and then right now it's like Drake. Yeah. So when I'm in the studio- So fra- crazy, yeah. And yeah, dude, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, he's talking about all this stuff with relationships. Like, yo, she gonna be upset if she keeps scrolling to the left. And you know what he means. He's with a girl and if she keeps scrolling through his phone, she's gonna see some shit. Right. In his phone, probably of him and another woman that she shouldn't see. Just little tidbits of vulnerability like that. I live for that shit. Yeah. And when I'm an artist and I'm in the studio and I have like lines where I'm like, I don't know, where I'm like, I just saw a girl I used to go to school with. Uh, she just moved back home and she got a few kids. Adulthood got me asking where youth is because she couldn't crack a smile like she needed two fix. You know, like I, <laughs> like I say, like little lines like that, where I'm like, it's real. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's derived from my real life. And it's the person that I'm talking about is probably going to know that I'm talking about them, but it's like, it's real. Like, it's yeah. just, I don't like the competition is up there. Like, that's what they're talking about. They're being yeah. so honest because I feel like the reason why all my favorite artists and my favorite artists and yours too, maybe in my opinion is because I feel like they're a real human being that I can touch. Oh, well, like, yeah. you, have all, you have feelings like, wow, you're talking about doing this. Like, there might have been a time in everybody's life where they were with an ex or five that they might have wanted to do some things that Eminem was talking about doing to Kim. Well, and obviously he never did that. Right, right. But it's these crazy thoughts that get in people's heads. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and and everybody's had like a real gnarly thought. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. It's like even I'm censoring myself because it's like, if I confess to having a thought that everybody else had at one point, now I'm the fucking bad guy. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But like he's had that and that vulnerability... I mean, I don't know if he was being vulnerable, but that part, that's how his like Horse creative crazy. came out. <laughs> but it's interesting that you, you said logic, you said J Cole, you said Eminem. Um, there's one more, was it Drake that you yeah, put Drake, in there Kendrick, too? Kendrick Lamar, of course. Well, all those guys are lyricists. Right, right. You don't hear them doing the mumble rap bullshit. Of course not. Right. But you they know? know how to like tiptoe around it and yeah. do it their way. Yeah. You know, and it kind of fools the listener. That's what I'm doing right now Yeah. for everybody who's out here listening. As my album, once my album rollout gets done, I took... The style, the simplicity, the flows, the tonality sure. of the new the new music, and I just grabbed pieces of it that yeah. I liked. And, you know, shout out to Contact because he's younger. He's really in tune with the music industry right now. And he knows, like, he has, he from a producer, he can hear a song and then go create a bounce. Mm. And then he kind of helps me a lot. Like, I'm not going to, you know, like, it's not like he's sitting down writing songs for me, but he'll be like, ooh, you should try this. You know what I mean? He'll be like, okay, just try that. All right, cool. And then it's nothing for me to just sit here on my phone and be like, if I have an idea or if I have a flow or a cadence to just write it out and then just keep going with it and be like, yo, what do you think about this? He's like, ooh, run with it. And then we just get on the mic. 
and just do it. So, um, I forgot what was the what was it what, what were we just getting at right now? We just more talking. that you. Well, the point I was going to make was that all the people that you pointed out, there's depth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's just kind of like what I'm doing is just taking pieces from everybody. Cause I like I used to be in a position though too, honestly, where I was kind of like a hater toward like the new wave, and sure. like I hated the music. But like I was like, no, like try to learn something. So like, there's a reason why all these people are you know like them, whether that's like because they're not in touch 100% with themselves and they want to feel something. And this artist is talking about how cool partying and taking this is, and that's what they do to disconnect. Yeah. Take something from it. Use it to your advantage as an artist to get new listeners, whether you have to take the cadences, the flows, whatever, um, just use it to your advantage and have fun with it. Ultimately, you know what I mean? It's working. Like it's worked for like dozens of artists, hundreds of artists over the last couple of years, just taking what everybody else is doing and putting their own, well, not even really putting their own twist on it, literally just stealing that shit and writing their name on it, you know? But so, but I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to just, I, like originality matters to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I, I am being a little bit more flexible with it and having a lot more fun and resonating with like the newer, newer wave. Not, not to the, not to the extent where it's like I'm mumbling or anything like that. You're always gonna be able to hear what I'm saying. I'll just yeah. I'll let you know that much. <laughs> Uh, so you've been rapping for 10 years. You're putting out 52 songs this year. Do you know how many songs you put out last year? Last year, I put out like less than 10, I want to believe. I can try to list it out for well, you. You put out a lot of videos. There's a lot of other stuff. You were also doing you were doing the uh, the acapella stuff. What was it called? Yeah, then? so we did uh, um, No Beat, Just Heat. Yeah, No Beat, Just Heat. Yeah, which heat. I'm contemplating bringing that back this year. I should probably have all that shit figured out already. A lot of people like it. I think it was, I think a lot of people resonated with it. But if I do it this time, I want to do it different. And I was almost thinking about like, maybe I won't say it. I'll just do it. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about doing it in a different way to where it's more like story based sure. with the lyrics, still sure. acapella, but like whatever I'm saying, I guess I'm just saying it now. Whatever I'm saying has a story to it. And that one minute is going to be a whole one minute of me rapping acapella. But what I'm talking about is being played out in visual form. Does That's that cool. Make sense? Yeah. So you know it'd I mean? be almost a, almost a voiceover you're rapping and then it's depicting it in the imagery. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that, does that count toward the 10 songs that you put out last year? Does that count? No. Yeah. I didn't think so. I, okay. I don't even know how many no beat just heats up. That's what out. I was going to say is you put out a lot of content. You have 52 songs coming out this year. You're working all last year. You've been rapping for 10 years in general. Mm-hmm. How do you stay so patient? Just listen to myself. I'm a human being. Like there's going to be years or times or months or days, whatever, where I'm not as inspired and, I've gone through that. Like, to, I don't think, yeah, I was, last year I really picked up. 2017, I don't think that I was as inspired. And 2016, I don't think that I was as inspired as I once was. For those of you that are just now listening to this, I put out almost 20 projects over 10 years. Solid music from like 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, consistently 14, 15. I put out an album in 2013 called My Black Side. I put out an album called Growth and Development in 2015. Then I took like a two-year absence, like off of music. I barely put out any music in 2016 and then same with 2017. Then started to come back around next year, but I have always consistently made music. But the scary part about it, once again, is like I just had to listen to myself. Every once in a while, I had to kind of go back, sit down and like, you know, reassess everything. But now that... I feel like I'm a lot more in tune with myself, my emotions, my feelings, and who I am and what I want to do. I can honestly say right now at this point in my life, I'm in the best 
the best musical from a music standpoint. I'm in the best space I've ever been in. I'm writing the best music that I've ever, ever made and wrote my entire life. And the group of guys that I'm around, we're, we're all in sync. Everybody's in sync. They know their job. You know, the videography knows what he's supposed to be, you know, what he's supposed to be doing. Guys doing the artwork, you know, your job contact as, as the producer, you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And like, we just, there's, you know, there's no excuses anymore. It's like either we're going to do this shit or not. And like for me to have been able to write, say all, tell all and write it to the extent that I wrote it and then be like, wow, like I just was like able to get that out and just leave it there now, you know, like I don't have to, even though we're talking about all the, you know, relationship stuff and this and that for me, and I'm kind of going off topic, but like the music is for me is a way for all the things that go on in my head and things that I struggle with for me to write them down and just, just put them there and say, I don't have to go back to that unless I feel like it, yeah. you know? But I mean, you know, there's a lot of mental, <laughs> there's a lot of things I had to go through mentally, you know, last year to get to where I'm at now, but I'm in a great space. So honestly, it's only getting better. And it's not to, it's not, do people still say diss? Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a diss to your ex or anything like that, but you let go of something that was a huge distraction. Yeah, you know absolutely. if that if that person that you're with isn't allowing you to focus on your thing, like that's just it's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, no, it like, was hard, man. I mean, we've we had bat we had issues with heartbreak and I making music. I would have never been able to make music with like Lisa or anybody else. Me being female wise, yeah. being in a relationship that I was in, like I had to go to bat to do what I did with heartbreak. Yeah. Like, you know, but like, that's my sister. You know what I mean? That's somebody that I love and care about. And I know that we were going to make great music together. So like, it's always been like, the thing about me is like, I'm pretty gutsy. And when it comes to like my music, it's always been like that above so-and-so. Um, but like, if anybody comes into my life now, female is what I'm saying. Like, and I'm going to be in a relationship, they have to just 100% understand like, yo, like if I, if I get, if I catch a vibe or something right now, or it might just be a random moment. It's like, sometimes I'll just get inspired. Like right now after this, let's say like I was supposed to go on a date with somebody, which I'm not. But if I was inspired right now after the podcast and I was like, yo, contact, what are you doing right now? I'm in the studio. And I felt like I wanted to go do that instead of the date. Then it's like, I'm more than likely I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, so that's why it's just best for me to just. Yeah. Just be on my own right it now. It takes you know? time though too. Absolutely. It's funny. I'm I'm like when Alexa and I started dating, that was one of the first things that we did. We were like try I remember it was in an in and out where trash, to be honest. But I was like, I, I I told her, like, I don't stop working. Like I don't have an off button yeah. right now. Like I'm in I'm in my prime. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do. Makes me happy. In addition to that, I have you these types of friends and those friends are always going to stay. Right. I have good looking girlfriends. Yeah. I don't mess around with them. Completely platonic. I don't even flirt. Right. But like on the outside looking in. Yeah. It could look like something It doesn't different. look good. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? I, I love my girl more than anything. I respect her. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that's never happening. And I told her too. It's like sometimes I drink a little too much. Yeah. Sometimes I party too hard. Sometimes mm-hmm. da da da. I'm telling you this now so that when it happens, because it will eventually, like right. you can't say anything. This is who I am. Right. And I don't think it took that to like for it to work, but you know, I'm not too much older than you, but I'm 32. My girl's right. 32 as well. It's like, we already know, like our, we're not trying to, there's nothing. We know what we're about. Right. We know what we're going to do. Right. And what's interesting is we've been planning this trip to Mexico for six months. Her, uh, this is the most I've ever talked in sequence. I think on my own podcast. 
Anyways, we've been talking on this like, because I want to have a conversation no, with you. Good. You're good. You're good. No worries. <laughs> Been planning this trip to Mexico for six months. We're going to go to Colima, where her family's from, and then go back to Sayulita because that's one of the first vacations we took together. And then, um, and we were going to go with her family. Yeah, tickets tickets have been booked book for six months. I told her yesterday I can't go. Mm. Yeah, but work for work purposes. Work purposes. Course, right? I got to be here to like onboard some clients. Get this. This is what she. This is what she's texting me back, and we're texting during the day. This is probably the best thing. This is going to get a little sappy for the listener over here. No worries. <laughs> they gotta be eating this up right now. What's that? <laughs> they gotta be eating this I up hope right so. now. This is a great conversation. But check this. So, um, you know, we're we're getting like super mushy on each other. And she says to me, It's like, I can't believe I told her first, like, I love you. I can't believe I have such an amazing woman by my side. She's like, I can't believe I have such an amazing man. That's great. And then I say, dude, even after I just canceled the on Mexico, like we're supposed to leave on Sunday, by the way. Wow. So like I told her three four days before we're supposed to go. Right. It's like, even I cancel on Mexico, you feel that way? And she's like, yeah, I respect your hustle. I want to support your goals and I'm never going to stop you from reaching them. That's amazing. You got to marry her, bro. I'm going to. Good. Yeah. I'll be at the wedding. <laughs> <Getting lit. laughs> but it's, but man, I had so many bad girlfriends. Yeah, dude. Like not bad girlfriends. I, I take that back to any of my ex-girlfriends that might be listening. You were all amazing. It was me. But it got so bad that one year my um, my aunt on my uncle's side was like, hey, can you not bring so-and-so to Christmas this year? Because we don't want to get attached <laughs> and then knowing funny, that there's going to be a new one next year. I'm yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I mean, like you said, though, you're like, yo, it's not you, as me. There's definitely a lot of growing up that I feel like I had to do. So when I hear stories like that and all my friends that are in good, like, you know, positive, healthy, uplifting relationships, I aspire to have that. And yeah. I know I will, you know, one day. You just got to be like one day. Dude. And the thing is like for now, you just have to focus on your thing because there's no better time. You don't have a lot of respons responsibilities. You right. don't have like a mortgage, right. I'm assuming. No, I don't. You don't have a mortgage. You know, I'm assuming you're done with the payments on that 2001. Yeah. And they've been done for a while now, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Might as well. Yeah, dude. dude I mean, like, it, there's, no, there's no better time than now for me to go all in on yeah. it. That's why I feel so good because it's like, Aside from me, you know, waking up, I DJ now. That's like my full-time thing. I noticed that. That's cool. Yeah, dude. So it's it's it was something that my boy Ross, who owns a DJ company in Riverside, got me into. And it was more so for the for the fact for me to be able to make more money uh -huh. in a short amount of time and free up that time to be put toward music. Yeah. And it was something that I was kind of like hesitant or resistant about. Um because I just didn't necessarily want to like identify like as a DJ and I still kind of don't like, it's not, I put it out there, but I don't like put it out, put it out. Like there's not like a bunch of pictures and stuff out there. Sure. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, literally since summer of last year, I've been DJing and it's like done me wonders from a financial standpoint. I made more money than I've ever made at any of the real big boy jobs I had, like working out of school or whatever. Essentially, I'm working towards starting like my own DJ service. I have it right now, but it's just not like an official business. Like I haven't gone and done like the paperwork on it. Um, let's not put that part in there. Um, actually, it doesn't matter. But uh, and yeah, then it doesn't I, matter because you can just do a sole proprietor anyways. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, that's essentially like kind of like what I'm doing now. But like on top of that, I'm an independent contractor for another company that's out sure. of Cerritos. And that's a huge entertainment company. It's called Peg Leg Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, my boy Ross also works with them. And just from me booking my own gigs or Ross helping me get gigs 
And then, you know, Brandon from Pegleg getting me gigs. Like I stay busy, you know, all of, I literally all of October, I worked, uh, every single Saturday I was doing like schools, whether it was in like up the Valencia area, Orange County, Inland Empire, LA, I was doing like homecoming dances. Uh, I had Halloween parties that I booked. It got so busy for me. The LA auto show or something too? I did the, yeah, I did the LA auto show in December and it's been getting so busy for me and, and progressing so quick. And I didn't expect this, that I had gigs booked out for like multiple weekends in December that I had to outsource to my buddy Vinny. Well, I had to pay him to go work my events while I was working elsewhere. Hell yeah. And when I saw that and when I started, I was like, yo, like this is, I'm making this amount of money right now here physically. Vinny's over there working and I'm making money over there doing this. Like he, uh, for New Year's, he covered, I booked a New Year's event in October. It was a pretty expensive gig. And I paid him a cool little sum and I still took home a nice chunk of, chunk of change at my house partying with my friends while he was working a new year's gig for me wow. so dude like congratulations man thank you bro so like that's that's like this year is my goal is to really expand that business yeah and make that like my full gig so i can continue to work that's all i'm doing right now I, for anybody who's listening right now my full job my full-time job right now is djing and music that's it's music music uh, all around and i'm that's, so happy for you dude thank you dude I feel so good, bro. And it just changed a lot for me. That's why I'm so more open now to like music because I'm in front of these kids, these 18, 16, 17 year old, you know, high schoolers that I DJ for or at colleges. And I see the way that the Uzi song that I may not like that much hits and what he did in that song and what the producer did and what parts of like Sheck West's Mo Bamba song mm. make everybody get rowdy. And I'm going, you see the videos that I post. I go nuts, bro. Like, that's how I am when I perform, though, too. Like, I go crazy. <laughs> I love it, too. Because you're, like, fully embodying it. Absolutely. Because my only my only interactions with you in real life, well, I mean, we had pizza and drinks one time, which was cool. But outside of that, it's, like, handing out clothes and right, stuff. Right, right, right. So it's, like, to see you get wild on that stuff, I was like, that's cool. Dude, I respect that. I go <laughs> in, bro. Like, a lot of people, like, I'm, I'm a very chill. I look like a, this very nice calm guy, which I am. I am nice and all that stuff. <laughs> but like when it comes to music and when it comes to performing, performing music, being in the studio, writing the music, those are my strong points. Those are my strong attributes as, you know, a creative individual, as a musician. So like, it's nothing for me to go DJ at a school for three to four hours or whenever and play songs that they listen to, that I listen to and vibe out together. For the high schoolers, like, yeah, they get a little lit, but like, when they have a DJ that's back there standing up on the damn podium over them with his hands up, like doing this, dude, right. it's it, dude, it's rowdy. We be getting, I be going crazy. <laughs> oh man, it's it's. I'm blessed, man. I really am. I'm blessed. I'm so pumped for you, man. What was the uh, what was the biggest thing that you learned in the last year or so since we last talked? Truly, be honest with yourself. Mm. You can really go down a really bad path if you don't. Right. And you can go down a really good path, a great path if you do. When you asked me that question, you know, that we just spoke about in the beginning of the podcast, which was like, do you feel like you can marry this person? And I wasn't able to give you like an answer. That was like uncertainty within me mm. where I just was not listening to myself where I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think that I probably will ever end up marrying this person. So like for me, it's just like, just be honest with yourself. Like that voice that's in your head or that feeling that's in your gut, listen to that. Yeah. Because there's been times in my life where like I haven't 
And I don't want to say like I regret it, um, but I'll never make that mistake again. I'll say that much. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a weird question. You ever think about you're you're like on this you're on a path, and you know, I am to a certain extent as well, too. But we're on paths where it's like it's not a solid nine to five. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very much based off of how other people perceive our talents to yeah. be for us to gain any success. You ever think about what would you ever think about the possibility of it not happening? I do. I definitely do. Like I think about in terms of music or just mm -hmm. work in, in general. Yeah, I, I do. I try not to, I try not to indulge too much in those thoughts, but like being realistic or whatever. But that just lets me know, like if I'm thinking about the possibility of it not working, that means that I'm not giving enough thought, energy and time to the thoughts of what do I need to do to make it happen and putting those, putting those plays together. Woo! That's where my head needs to be at. Mm. Not like, the worrisome thoughts, the fear, the, you know, things like that. Like it has to be in a position where it's like my energy, my time, my thoughts have to be putting, have to be being put toward the actions and the steps that me and my buddies, my friends, the individuals around me need to be putting into play to make things happen. Yeah. And that's just, that's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. That's yeah. it for me. That's, that's so rad, dude. That, um, does the, uh, you know that whole Gary, I know that you know the Gary V thing, the whole thing too probably, but the the notion of um, actions matching ambitions. Mm -hmm. That one's really been fucking with me lately. Yeah. And I think it probably has something to do with why I'm not going to Mexico. I know it has something to do with why I'm not going to Mexico because it's like I can't go in January. You know what I mean? Like clients are onboarding, like I'm doing all this stuff. Like if I really want to achieve at that level, like it's not time yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like you have something planned out or you're doing something that's not matching up to what you're doing? Absolutely. I felt like that for a while, like all in 2017 when like Steve, my manager, we would we would go through these things where we'll butt heads. Is it Haas? Yes. Yeah, cool. We'll go through these things where we butt heads and where he'll be like out at events. And like when I was like just mentally like not in a space, at least that's the excuse I'm going to use right now. When I was kind of going through all the stuff with like my ex or whatever. And I just didn't feel like going out and like talking to people or I'd, we'd rather, wh whether we were arguing or I would rather just like stay in and have date night with her or whatever. And then he would be out and I'd sit there on my Instagram 20 minutes after he had invited me and I didn't go for whatever reason I made up. Um, it would bother me so much where I'm like, damn, how can I sit here across from you or talk to so-and-so and meet this person and that person and claim to be Stevie Dub the rapper. But then when every single time I get an opportunity to go here and go do that, I'm not doing it. Like I'm, that's like me faking the funk. And it was hard for me to like look at myself for a while. That's why this whole thing, it's crazy, dude. Like when everything breaks down, it's only giving you the opportunity to build it back up. And that's mm -hmm. how I feel now where it's like, Everything that happened to me last year gave me the opportunity to reevaluate who I am and where and the direction that my life is going and say, okay, well, you want that, that may be like, you know, success as a musician, success with your DJ company, whatever. So you need to, you need to start moving toward that, you know, go to more events, go do more shows, go do more podcasts, go to the studio and make more music and do instead of going out on date nights or going out with the boys to have a couple of drinks and meet some girls or going to a football game or going to do this and do that. Like 
I'm the friend now that's like, yo, bro, you want to go out and get a drink? Or, hey, bro, let's go, let's go snowboarding in Mammoth or whatever. And I'm like, no, not doing that. Yeah. It's not. I'm going, what am, what, why not, bro? You never want to do anything. I have, I got, I, I have something that I'm trying to get to, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I would say like over the last, like 2016, 17, I struggled with that a lot. Some, somewhat last year too. But now it's like, I feel like who I want to be and like who I am or whatever and the direction that I'm going are all like aligned with each other. Yeah. I feel like I could always I love be doing that. more. I'm so pumped, dude. Thank you. I'll tell you what too, like for me, um, the more that you put that out that like I'm just about the work mm-hmm. right now. Hopefully it's not always, I, I enjoy it, but it's like, fuck, I would have liked to go to Mexico too. But the more that you put that stuff out and you've probably experienced this, you end up like attracting these people that are yep. about it too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh wait, all you want to do is work too. All you want to do is create content. All you want to do is strategize for the next, right. the next 90 days. Um, we're best friends now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cause you need that, bro. It's like, what is the saying? It's like, you are like the five close, the people, the five closest people around you. Like you, are, that I think that there's like a quote or something yeah. that says that along those lines. You're That's the sum of the five closest people to you. There you go. Like that, yeah. like my buddy Ross, we best average. friends, best friends since fifth grade. I've seen this guy grow a mobile DJ business where he's making over two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and he's training people to come in and de- and become. You know, it's not like he's pocketing all that money. There's expenses. You know, you're a yeah. business owner, but like he showed me the books, and I think to myself, I'm like, yo, like we grew up together. We used to sleep in the same bed, eat ramen noodles and play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas together. And mm. you're doing that. Like Grand Theft Auto. You remember the game GTA? No, because I'm a little bit older. Mine was Goldeneye, dude. Well, dude, of course I know about Goldeneye. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Yo, dude. Ah, uh, uh, we used to play that. And the, it had a, ye- it was a, no, that wasn't the yellow game, but it just had the little, bro. I still, it had the rumble. You needed the rumble pack. Of course, so of that course. It, otherwise it wasn't even cool. If you couldn't feel the gun go off still to this day, that's probably arguably like the best, like first person shooter. I've oh, still played. hundred percent. Arguably. Sorry. I cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, I don't even know where you're going with that, but yo, that golden eye dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like surprised. I was like, what were you doing playing grand theft auto all night? No, I mean, it was GT. I mean, it was grand theft auto. Ross and I are huge wrestling fans, but like, I remember that huge still are still to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm blessed to be able to have my friends around me. And, and guys, contact, like the videographer that you were, is, is Jay, it Jay? Jay, Jay yeah. Like, so these people, they're just like with you on this grind. Mm-hmm. Jay wants to make it as a videographer. Yeah. He sees you as talented and whatever. So he's doing that. Right. Content obviously wants to be a producer. Right. You're talented. So doing that. And you guys are like, wow, we had kind of have this team. Mm-hmm. We believe in each other and we're just after it. Yeah. And like, I mean, all, like. Ross is a business owner. He runs sure. a mobile DJ business that mm-hmm. is doing very well. And he has like 13, you know, employees that work for him. So he has things and money and things that he's managing. Contact has a full-time job and then he gets home and then he goes straight to the studio and makes beats until he goes to sleep. Jay has like four, three, four different jobs. Still finds time for us to go out and do what we're doing for like the YouTube series and finds time to generate content for me and other people. I'm working as well. So like, it's like, yo, we're, we're eating shit, but we're, but we know like there's for me, man, like I'll have events. Sometimes like I'll have events where like I'll work in the morning Mm. and I'll go to a school and I'll do like a luncheon for like an hour. And then that night I'll DJ a dance from like seven to like 10. And then I'll still go to the gym or I'll squeeze in the gym in between or I'll go early in the morning, whatever. And then when I get done, I get to the house or especially if I have a gig out in Riverside where we record at. And then like, 
most people would sit down and they'd be like, man, I'm going to go to bed. Like, I'm tired. I had this long day. Like, oh, my back hurts from up there, you know, banging my head to the music the whole time. But I'm like, yo, fuck that. I'm taking my button up shirt off, setting it down, like put a beat on. Let's go. Like, you know, <laughs> we all feed off of that. And that's that's the beauty of it. Like, it's been like that. Like for me and Ross in particular, the ones that grew, the two of us grew up in Wisconsin together. But like, we just feed off of that grind. And we've always, we've always just been we've always just been creative individuals that were like, yo, like we know that there's, this is possible, but like, we also know that there's a fuck ton of work that needs to get done. Yeah. So, and there's another guy out there that is awake right now. That's making music that his next song could blow up and potentially could get on that platform. That if you stayed up and made that song and you submitted to that platform, that could have been you. Yeah. That's like my motivation right there. Such you know? is life. Yeah. Um, you ever read, I think, I believe we may have talked about this, but it's been long enough where we can revisit it. <clears throat> you ever read that the Rock's autobiography from back when we were kids? I haven't. Okay, so he has an autobiography from when we were kids, um, and I read it. I probably shouldn't have been reading that at that age, but anyways, in that book, this is back when you know this is back when he was just a wrestler. This was yeah. it 90s. has to be twenty years ago now. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And in the book, he like talks about it's the real stuff. You know, he talks yeah. about. Not that it's fake, but he talks about rehearsing and this mm -hmm. stuff. Talks about the real stuff. But in that book, he's also writing down like how he plans on being um a international movie star that yeah. he's gonna get that he's gonna attain that type of like reach and everything like that. And that was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. And look at him now. I can't I can't think of the last five minutes. Or a five-minute period that went by where I didn't see the the rock somewhere. Right. And it's like it's true and it mm -hmm. took all that work and all that patience and putting it out there. And the reason I'm saying that is like I, I was thinking about this as you were talking about how much you're working. It's like maybe we'll just put that out there for right now. It's like you know how like Gary's like fucking with Ross right, or uh, Russ right now yeah. and like all these people. It's like it'd be really cool to see if like we could look back in a couple years and be like, hey, remember when we talked about being that person? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and 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 we are, you know. Yeah. No, that's definitely something that I truly believe, man. Yeah. I can look you dead in your eyes and say, like, yo, within the next five years, like, I know that my music is gonna pop. Yeah. I just know it. Like, it I, has there's, to. There's zero doubt. Like, I have no mm -hmm. doubt in it. Like, I know that I'm gonna put in the work. I know that I'm primed and ready for it. I'm. I know that the music's good. And I'm not saying that from like a cocky standpoint. The music is good. I know the music is yeah. good. It's just like The Rock knows he's a great actor. He knows that he could go back to the wrestling ring and headline WrestleMania, which by the way, the last time he did that, I was there. It was in Miami. That's so um, rad. Dude, it was insane, dude. Um, it was at WrestleMania 28. He faced John Cena, but that's a whole different topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, that, oh, like, he really I, hurt himself in that one. It was the second one. They, they, they played, they wrestled each other the year after that. Mm. And I think that that was the one where he hurt himself, like yeah. right in the beginning of the match. Yeah. He like the, mm. the ligament from his quad or something like yeah. came off. It's insane. And he still. went through the rest of the thing. <laughs> and just happened like right in the- Get out of here. Yeah, and it was great. It was a great experience. But it that's it starts with that. I always tell like anybody who's struggling with anything, like everything that is in this room with us right now, the computer, my phone, the hydro flask to my right, like everything started as an idea that derived in somebody's head that then they wrote down a plan of action or however they planned it out and they made it into something. So what makes us think as human beings that we can't do something? You look around, there's airplanes, there's cars, lights that are hanging up. Everything started in somebody's head as an idea that then came to fruition as what it is. Mm. And we can all do it. But the problem is that as a society, well, not a society, but like people are just like plagued with like, 
disbelief or you shoot your idea to somebody who doesn't think on that level as you and everybody's quick to shoot you down. You know how many people told me when I was in high school, they laughed at me. People used to rip my posters off the wall. Probably said this in the first podcast and throw it in the urinal and piss on my stuff. Same people are the ones that have hit me up and I have the receipts (laughs) on my Facebook and been like, yo, bro, I'm so proud of you. Look at what you're doing. Like you're, you and Ross are the only ones from like our, our class that are actually out there doing something with their lives, you know, or at least doing what you love. Yeah. Which is something that's the biggest something. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, I'm not saying this, you know, I'm not saying that to throw shade at anybody or whatever, but like, it's like, oh, you just, you literally just have to believe in yourself first. Mm. That's where it starts and believe in like your idea. There's going to be so many people that tell you no, that tell you that you suck, that your idea to invent the next biggest headphones are just stupid. You're never going to be bigger than Beats by Dre, but there's always another Beats by Dre. There's always going to be another Apple. There's always, you know, there's going to be another Drake. Right. You're probably talking to him right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? You get, yes. you get what I'm saying? I'm down with that. That's <laughs> sick. I like that. But like, I don't, that's just my mindset, man. Yeah, like, good. And it's going to stay like that. Confidence okay. levels are like through the roof right now. Yeah. But I'm humble at the same time. I like to believe that. No, right. it's all right to be confident. It's like, it's funny when you were saying that, it's like, it's not to be cocky. It's like, no, you put out a hundred songs, let's just say, and of those hundred, you know, 98 of them, However many people hit you up and said it was fucking rad. Right. That's proof enough that it's good. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm pumped, dude. It's funny. Like, I know you're working really hard. We go like a while without talking sometimes, but I'll just like check Instagram, check Twitter. And it's like not anything where I need to engage or creep on what you're doing, but I'll always go to like the last post. All right, cool. He's still working. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. If anything, man, I just, I'm just getting started to be honest with you. I love that, man. Thank you, bro. Bro, you've, uh, you've dropped a lot of heat with no beat today. Um, but <laughs> as you know, we like to leave, or as you might know, I don't know. We like to leave the listener with one bit of advice, um, from the, from the guest. So if you had one thing to leave the listeners with today, what would it be? Trust yourself, believe in yourself, and be kind to others. There's too much hate in this world, and a smile or something of some sort on a positive note can really go a very long way. So always remember that wherever you're at in life in this moment. I love that, man. And um, I know we dropped it a little bit in the beginning, but if somebody wants to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, All my social media is at Stevie Dub. So just type in my name. That's S-T-E-V-I-E-D-U-B, Stevie Dub. And on all platforms, you can find me. On SoundCloud too? Yep. All your stuff's on SoundCloud? Yep. Cool. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon Music. I love it, bro. I'm going to, I'm gonna uh, to the listener, I'm going to link Rejuvenated in the show notes because you got to at least check that song out. Um, definitely check out Stevie Dub. I love it. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, we would dig a five-star review. If you didn't like it that much, feel free to stick it to us, but subscribe anyway because there's going to be a lot of incredible people just like Stevie back on the show. Thank you so much, man. Yeah.